Hello, in this Mean Girls episode, Kara becomes the Miss Sweetcorn. Then in Cure, he was there. Maybe, kinda, sorta. This is the Smallville Chronicles. Hello, welcome back. We are continuing with Season 7. As always, I am joined by the illustrious Alan Muir. How goes it? It goes great, because um, somehow we've willed the existence of Smallville coming back in some form. We had Crisis, and I think Crisis has a lot to do with the newest news story, and that is Welling and Rosenbaum are working on an animated series. Yeah, um, there was a con right like before, I think it was either during COVID or p- before COVID. And he, he, Rosenbaum was just like, yeah, let's, let's just, let's talk, let's, let's do like an animated, uh, like, like an animated version of the show. But so we don't have to, like, so it isn't, uh, Rosenbaum won't have to shave his head or like, so they could, they, they could just simply do it. And yeah, it's easier to, yeah, it's easier to get everyone to do so, especially now. Like the, I follow a lot of, voiceover people and um not voiceover what do you call it like like voice actors and covid's kind of completely changed the industry because there's like no need for expensive sound booths anymore like to do that work everyone just does it from their house like they they just built a room or like put it in a closet and that's all they have to do now it doesn't sound any different um because all the newer animated stuff that's been made in the last like year that's how they've done it and all the commercials and all that kind of stuff. So it's even easier. Like they don't have to travel. And I do think Rosenbaum's podcast being fairly big as it is. And crisis probably really helped bring back the show. Also, it's what like the Superman and Lois being as good as it is. Um, there's just good hype around everything. And, you know, they talked about wanting to bring back as many of the original cast members as they can. There's obviously, yeah, one that won't <laughs> one that won't be uh, for sure. Um, but I'm sure, like, like Glover will 100 percent do it. I'm sure Kirk would do it. Um, I'm like, I'm so bad, I can't remember the actress who plays Lois. I'm sure she'll do it because she's done several episodes of Supergirl. Um, like the one that hasn't that's done the least like kind of on screen stuff is really Rosenbaum, um, except for the stuff he's done with Gun. Um, because even though it was like several years ago now, like Welling was on Lucifer, Glover was on Lucifer, this brand new season that just dropped. I don't know if you knew that. No, um, hey. I know that Glover was he was doing, um, like he was one, he was like the big bad of, or at least the big, a, big, a bad person on Fear of the Walking Dead. Yes, he's gonna be, yeah, he's on that, and yeah, he's on the first episode of the new season of Lucifer. He doesn't play like any specific character but it's just like oh this is the 17th like dc property he's worked on uh yeah. all the way from batman and robin to like uh who was he in the animated see oh uh riddler riddler okay that's what i thought i was like i know he auditioned for mr freeze but did not get it but like i was like i think it's riddler um yeah then he's in shazam uh he won't be in shazam too um which you know and then yeah, he hasn't been on any of the newer CW stuff since the Shazam was the one that he's on. And yeah, then he did Lucifer this past year or so, which is the easiest show to do because they filmed the whole thing in L.A. So 
doesn't need to go anywhere. Um, yeah, so it's kind of exciting. I think it's very easy for them to do an animated show. And it'll be interesting to see when the show takes place. Like, is it connecting? Obviously, there's a ton of timeline between the end of season 10 and what we see in Crisis. Like, how much of those comics are continuity? I mean, there are characters who appear in the in those comics that... They're never like, going to show up in those cartoons. <laughs> well, they could um, show up in the cartoon, but, you know, because they use a lot of Bat characters, right? Yeah, uh, Batman is obviously character. Uh, instead of or his Robin is actually uh, Barbara Gordon, which I actually thought was a nice twist. It's interesting to do. Um, but yeah, there's like a ton of stuff they can like kind of, I think it makes sense for them to play around in that gap. Um, yeah. And to kind of show how Clark gets to where he is and how Lex becomes the president. Um, and I think I'll also kind of leading into this, which could make it actually happen besides like crisis and like kind of the fan stuff is that all this other animated stuff has been doing really well. You know, Harley Quinn, uh, the first two seasons and they're working on the third one are amazing. Um, I didn't, I was super skeptical when that was announced that it's so good. Um, I really liked Invincible, um, which is kind of a very like slimmed down animation style. It's much more throwback to like the Bruce Tim design style. Um, although I did watch the first episode of Modoc and I, I hated it. Like I really, did not like it. I don't even know who the show is for. <laughs> I don't get it. But um, I don't know. I'm always like DC's been doing a lot of stuff in the animation field that's like very much home run or falling on their face. So I've heard good things about the Batman Dragon animated movie that came out this past year, the like Kung Fu animated one. Yeah, uh, I really, I really des- desperately want to see the um, the JSA film uh, or oh, animated the- film. Yeah, the new one, right? Yeah. I like end up they put out so many that like I'm I catch up and then I'm like five like five movies behind immediately. Because I don't even remember I think the last one I watched was like Apocalypse War, whatever the final one of that series was. Yeah, and I think there's only been there's uh, there's uh the Superman one and then there was JSA World War Two. Yeah, there was Superman, Man of Tomorrow, Batman, Soul of the Dragon, Justice Society, World War II. The ones I've missed, I haven't watched yet, are the ones right before Apocalypse War, which were Red Sun and Bloodlines. I did not watch. And I don't think I watched the Batman TMNT one either. And Batman Ninja I didn't watch. So there's like five of them I haven't seen. But most of them are pretty good. Um, Some of them are really, really bad. Um... But yeah, it's kind of cool to see that this is happening and, you know, it's in the news and that for the most part that Welling is up to do it because I feel like he's, I'm guessing he had a really good experience doing the crisis thing and like with fans and that's kind of reunited his interest in doing it in any way. So who knows, maybe in 2020 or probably 23 would be like possibly the earliest it comes out because they haven't even like got any it's just like that they want to do it yeah i imagine so, that that'd probably be on hbo max yeah i would i would 100 percent think that um there's really nowhere else it could possibly be um unless they did like a cw seed thing like they that cw had been doing 
which I think I still, I have never seen the, the Ray. I think that's the one I have not seen, but those are actually really good too. Uh, the Constantine one's really good. And of those, I think there's like a Vixen one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be cool to see all that. I don't, it's just like, it's also at a time where who knows what's going on with Warner brothers and DC property itself. So it may be on discovery plus. So let's talk about the show. Uh, so we have our two episodes today. The first one is fierce. This is, is definitely an episode that's taking a lot from the era. Cause when did mean girls come out? It's gotta be close to around this time. Oh no. Mean girls was out in 2004. So it's like three years before this, but like this has a lot of those vibes. Um, I feel like this is where like they're trying different stuff with Kara and then they just can never really solidly figure it out. Um, they also like are really bad at like over sexualizing <laughs> Vandervoort. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's ridiculous. But um, this first one, it's the Harvest Festival. We've seen it pretty much in every season. Which I think it's really nice um, that they do. Hey, Kara, going from the last episode, is looking for her blue crystal. And Clark's like, you know, you shouldn't use your powers. You need to fit in. And she doesn't quite get it. I think this is a really weird shoehorn thing in where she sees Jimmy taking pictures and she's, like, attracted to him. It's interesting. I don't totally get it. Um, but then three, like, of our girls for the episode, which is Tyler tempest and carly show up um and that clark says oh there's like this legend with the time capsule and all this hullabaloo so we go to the farm and clark's working in the barn and lana shows up but he thinks it's kara so she puts her hand on his shoulder and he turns on sees it's lana and they're like oh my god but you were dead but now i'm not dead oh my god um while this is going on Carly's on the phone and they're talking about what they, she's going to do with the money. And she goes into the flower shop. The room freezes in seconds. Ah, so we got some meta powers. So we go back to Lana and Clark and she's like, oh, I didn't want to tell you I was faking my death to protect you. Um, and Chloe can't know I'm alive until like I clear my name because there's all this stuff going on. And Clark's like, you could stay here. So she decides to move into the Kent farm. Uh, and this is when Kara shows up in red bikini, red bikini and black heels. So she's going to do the beauty contest. And Clark's like, this is my, you know, my six foot stunning blonde cousin. That's now living in the house. Um, and he's just like, Oh, you shouldn't bring attention to yourself. Kara's like, you know, you got to be a football star. Why can't I do this? Which is a very bad, like connection. They're Harrison. <laughs> Yeah, comparison. Um, but this is like all that weird. Because it's funny that they didn't do this with really any of the other female characters. It's just Kara. Um, yeah. I mean, I think in the next episode, that there's even more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of like they're saying that like, because she's a Kryptonian, that like she's so stunningly perfect that there's like nothing else she can do. And that like, it's, it's weird. Like there's a way to kind of do this where it's in powering but like this is not um and then so clark is like gonna go show her some like some of the power so he shows her like the heat vision he's like oh look you draw a face of a watermelon and instead she purposely blows it up and says like i'm gonna learn by myself 
and she storms off. We go back to our trio. Tyler tells Tempest she had no choice and had to kill Carly. Uh, Kara then goes up to them and asks for help with her makeup. They ignore her, and Tempest makes a rude remark, and Kara gets leaves. It's upset, um, and she walks past the flower shop and sees Carly's corpse. So I Luther Corp, Agent Carter, a uh, different one, for the U.S. Department of Domestic Security, um, shows up to talk to Lex, and he's like, uh, we've been working on that drawing. And then we cut back to the Daily Planet and Chloe's meeting with Jimmy. And he shows her Carly's frozen corpse. And he, Grant walks in. And he's like, uh, he's talking to Lois. And he tells, Lo- he tells Chloe to chase the story. You go back to the Kent farm. Uh, and Clark is trying to explain to Lana like how hard um, it is to tell Kara not to use her powers. She and Lana's like, you need to give Kara a chance. Then we go back to the talent. So everybody's rehearsing. Jimmy's taking photos and Kara's flirting with him for reasons. Um, and then Jimmy spots the Tyler and Tempest uh, being very shady in the back. Um, and they're talking about Carly and they need a distraction to go after the time capsule. So Jimmy takes a picture of them and leaves when he gets to his car, suddenly gets super cold. Um, and Jimmy starts to freeze, but as you know, Tyler leaves, Kara rips open the door and gets Jimmy out of there. So this is where like, it's kind of similar to stuff Clark did. And I get that that's what they're going for with Jimmy's Jimmy as like the damsel that Lana very much was in early seasons. Um, which is and like recycling or giving Clark the Jonathan role. Yeah, exactly. I think it would have worked if Kara was younger yeah like she's the same age as him like if she was like a teenager i think it would have worked better um so lex shows up at the farm to talk with lana she asks him if he took care of everything as he said and he says yes um and he says i did everything i did because i loved you and lana is like uh like you don't have a right to do this and you know there's a door and lana or lex is like tell that clark's cousin's visiting and he looks forward to meeting her because obviously that's who saved him. Also very reminiscent of Clark saving him in season one. So Clark and Chloe go to the hospital, and Kara's there. She's watching over Jimmy. So this is where we get our unnecessary love triangle for this point. Um, again with Chloe. Clark's concerned that someone might have seen her use your powers. Kara's like, well, I'm sorry. I, was paying, like, I wasn't paying attention. I was too busy saving Jimmy's life. And storms off, and Clark's like, yeah, but maybe you should have let the kids drown. <laughs> Um, so there have been Clark gives, uh, Chloe gives information Clark that there's three meteor freak girls who have been doing robberies throughout the Midwest. And she thinks that they plan to steal the time capsule. Well, that sounds a lot like our group we've been watching. So Tara's practicing backstage and Tyler and Tempest say they know she has powers so that they want her help. Um, and they're like, you need to get this time capsule. And what Kara spots is there's a Kryptonian medallion in it. So she's like, sure, I'll help. Um, and Tyler and Tempest go to the time castle and they see that Kara has taken the map and they head off to the pageant and, you know, they're all participating. And so Clark arrives and then we cut back to the Lex stuff. And basically they're like, oh, you know, um, they're like the woman you're looking for doesn't exist. She's a fantasy, but it's literally just like a picture. Like, I don't understand how 
they could tell anything from like this artist rendition of like that, that, that doesn't even look like her. Yeah, it's like it's a beautiful blonde woman. This doesn't exist. Um, and so here's what's going on in Smallville. So whatever, but I guess that's because he's still keeping tabs on everybody. And Kara wins, but the sheriff comes and arrests her. <laughs> and Clark arrives in the sheriff, you know, goes to the sheriff, and Kara's in a holding cell. He's like, uh, and he's like, why did you steal the map? And she's like, the thing inside is Kryptonian. Um, and I tell you because you've been completely uninterested or condescending towards me. Um, and she's like, why don't I just bend the bars and get out of here? And he's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> like, we'll figure out a way to get you out legally. Um, which again, this is something they could have done better. Again, if it was like a younger character of like, why are we even bothering with this stuff? Which I think is what they're trying to go for with this episode of like bothering with humanity, but it's just done very poorly. Um, it's something that they end up doing slightly better. And well, like season nine with the Zod stuff, I think. Yeah. Um, so Clark's like, you know, can you tell me where the map is? And she's like, well, a freak gust of wind blew it away. Clark's like, whatever. Um, And Chloe diffuses it. And Kara asks what was on. And she's like, uh, so then they go to a gas station town. Tyler and Tempest have dug up the treasure, um, but they don't think it's anything. Clark appears. Tempest uses her powers and throws a tornado at him. Oh, no. Um, Which unearths meteor rocks, which I guess... uh, then Kara shows up and she stops them and Clark's like, thank you. And they hug. Um, so they have the medallion and she's like, it must be an SOS. She says she got it. And then she's like, I got a job at the talent as a waitress. So, but I'll work harder to not expose my powers. And, you know, she's like, you know, we're not actually human and we never will be. And it's something you need to deal with. And she's yeah. like, you and Lana will never like grow old together. Which is something that's like has been done and is kind of the best thing to do in Superman stories, I think, is to have him deal with his trying to be human when he's not and like that struggle. And that every and, attachment he'll, mm-hmm. he'll make will one day wither up, wither and die. Yeah, it's just, it's, and Kara is a good way of addressing it. It just doesn't work well in the sh- for this version of like them in the writing. Um, not that Vanderbilt couldn't do it. I just, the writing is just very poor, poor. Um, so Jimmy's dropping off, uh, Chloe at the apartment and he's like, yeah, I kind of understand like how you think all the many humans eventually become psychotic, which obviously Chloe's like, Ugh. um, and he's cause she's obviously a metahuman. Um, and he's like, I'll help you get rid of all the meteor freaks in this town. Uh, and then Kara shows up, uh, to get her bag. And Chloe's like, oh, like you and Kara, and again, unnecessary um, love triangle. It's also like kind of shitty to Chloe's character to make her once again like. Yeah, after all she's been through, that there's a Kryptonian. Yeah. Is standing in her way. Yeah, and just like that they obviously make her out to be like the not as pretty one compared to Lana and now Kara, like that she's like the frumpy friend, which she's not, but like. That's what their writing implies, and it's weird. Um, it's just annoying. It's like a, it feels like a very much a step backwards for Chloe. Um, and then so Clark and Lana, they're walking through the carnival, and Lana's like, "I thought you wouldn't forgive me for marrying Lex." And Clark's like, "You know, nothing could ever change the way I feel about you." 
And she's like, I don't want the past to come between us. So they decide to start dating. And then what Lex's guy's like, we found the girl. She's working at that talent. And so he goes and shows up there. She's like, thank you. You know, thanks for saving my life. And she's like, I didn't do it. And he's like, yeah, okay. I'm going to find out the truth. This is totally like with Clark. So that's where this episode ends. There are, this is. I did not like this episode at no. all. So apparently this was a cross promotion with America's Next Top Model. Um, and one of the girls was one of the winner of America's Next Top Model. I, yeah, this is just like not great. Like there is something that they could have done here, but like it's just not handled well, like at all from anyone. Um, and sadly, it's kind of this is what Kara is for most of the show. Um, and it could be better, which it's it sucks because like I feel like as little time as Raya got on the show, she was handled so much better. Yeah. Um, so it sucks that this is what Kara ends up becoming. Because I don't think Vanderwart's a bad choice for Supergirl. Like, I think she does a perfectly fine job. It's just the writing around the character. And I think, talking about last time, I think it's a lot of the issue of, and it's easier than, say, like, Kid Flash to Flash, because there's more of a give and take you could have between Superman and Supergirl, where, like, he's teaching her to be, like, about humanity and Earth, and she's, like, relaying like Krypton to him um, and they just do it so poorly. And then they just give up because isn't she like gone really soon, like into the season, she like disappears for like three or four episodes. Yeah. And she returns season 10, then leaves again to go work because, or most of the, most of the uh, handling of Supergirl on the show. What is mainly like this silver age stuff. Hence her, the way she, her, her stuff with Jimmy, Olsen mm-hmm. and everything that was even the stuff that was mentioned on Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, like and even yeah, even in that show, they don't handle her in Superman cartoon. They don't handle her the best because don't they pretty much just like send her off to go with the Legion? Yeah, that's they do the same thing and uh, in, in season 10. Yeah, it's at a certain point. She just slips up, puts on the ring, Legion ring and goes to the feature. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's super lazy. Uh, it's a little bit just weird. writing the character off because yeah. you could, they couldn't ha- like find a good way to handle said character. Yeah, um, I'm just saying because that's kind of what happens in many. What kind of what happened in many ways in the Flash TV show with Kid Flash. Um, and I'm not looking forward to Impulse. Um, oh man, and but that also had like some mixed things because the actor had stuff going on. Um, but they still didn't do a great job of running it. Where on the flip side, like I think Arrow did like a really good job with that. Um, with kind of the I don't even like with Arsenal and then Speedy and Diggle like did a really good job of having sidekicks that like you actually cared about all of them. So I think it's like it's an issue and you see it in the show, like we never get a powered member of the team that's a consistent character, like that's part of the cast. Um and I think it's because it's hard to have a show with multiple powered characters where like things shouldn't just get things should already be finished fairly quickly with Superman in your show. Like, but if you have two super powered characters, it should be even quicker. Um, and I think it's a problem a lot of these shows have, um, even like the current ones. Um except for maybe like Black Lightning has never had that issue. 
but Supergirl for sure has and adjusted and fixed it in many ways. But yeah, it's just like, I guess it's hard for a lot of writers to deal with stuff. And I don't know if it's that like, I feel like they don't, maybe they're more now embracing like the comic book side of stuff where like the comic book writers to get involved, like, and reading more stuff to actually borrow those stories. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty not great episode. The second one is interesting. And I don't know how to feel about it because I, I like the idea. I like the idea of following what we talked about, like what Kara has talked about in this when we just finished. Conceptually, I'm confused of why we don't get the reveal of who this character obviously is. Because um, it's an, it would be an interesting season, like play a character to be in a Superman show, um, who is sadly very terribly used in Legends of Tomorrow. Um, although he, when he returned for one episode, like one shot in one episode, he's great. But, um, yeah, this so the episode, reason, uh, the reason said character wasn't revealed to be that character. He apparently he was off limits. For what? <laughs> he was off limits for, for uh, Smallville. Yeah. But I mean, like as for him doing what? Like, uh, what, no, what, what, what else? What, there yeah. was nothing. What was going on where they, they weren't going to use him. So you have like, well, like uh, they were going to use him in any of the Nolan Batman movies, and it, this is after Superman Returns at this point, right? Yeah, this is actually. I'm pretty sure it's around the time that Just League Mortal was having its trouble. Yeah, during the writer strike time, right? Yeah, and even then, that was uh, Maxwell Lord was going to be the villain of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what other movies were even in talks at that time. I don't think there was like unless they were going to spin off those guys into other movies, but like it's goofy. Um, the character we're talking about is Vandal Savage. Um, great character the way he's using the Justice League cartoons. Um, spanning the whole series, he's a great villain. Uh, in the animated, was he in Young Justice? He's used very well. And is he? He's in one of the animated movies too, isn't he? Yeah, he was in Justice League Doom. Yeah, and he's used well because he's a good character for especially Superman. It's like, well, he is kind of a guy, like he's like Batman level guy, like person, but like he's unkillable. Um, and what's kind of funny is they kind of do this thing for Welling's character in Lucifer. Um, spoiler alert: when he plays Kane, it's very very similar setup. Um, and he does a great job with it because it is an interesting character to put in with like you have your it's like your um unstoppable force versus your movable object like like there's nothing clark can really do and then they get rid of him in a very goofy way um so we'll go through it so in this episode so you open up um with a lot of the repercussions of the last the really the jimmy chloe discussion and so they're having uh coffee at the talon and Jimmy's like, oh, look, I got, you know, these tickets for this concert, um, you know, for us to go out to. Um, and Chloe kind of blows him off when she sees someone and it's Sasha Woodman. Um, so we would remember this from season one. Yeah. So she was the girl who could control bees, who they then defeated because the bees turned on her, I think. Because yeah, it was for what? uh uh, class president or something. Yeah. Um, so she's fine and 
Chloe's like, how the hell did you escape El Rev? And she's just like, um, you know, I was cured. And he says, like, I don't really remember the last six years, red flag. Um, but I went underwent the procedure with Dr. Curtis Knox. Uh, Sasha leaves, um, goes to the car, Knox shows up. He's like, you have something I need. And then chloroforms her and takes her away, which, okay. So we immediately know he's super evil. And Dr. Knox is being played by Dean Kane. I can totally um, picture Dean Kane doing something like that. Yeah, which so Dean Kane played Clark Kent Superman uh, in Lois and Clark: The Adventures of Superman. He was also in Supergirl as Jeremiah Danvers. Um, he's also done the voice of John Jonathan Kent in the DC Superhero Girls, and he's also a crazy nut job. He's um, a terrible person. Yeah, I don't remember. He he made a comment saying that. Like I think it was Superman wouldn't be a like he wouldn't be able to be all he could in today's landscape. It's just some like I remember I think it was on Fox News where he was. Yeah, he's he's super super right wing, like crazy. Um, and he does he's very much in the him Kevin Sorbo. Um, there's a couple of those guys who are like '90s actors who are super crazy now who did all these shows that like in nerd them people love and grew up with like the adventures of superman and lois hercules the legendary adventures and they bring them back because kevin sorlo was also on supergirl and then everyone's like oh twitter showed us you guys are fucking creeps um but yeah like i don't know he's a douche and supergirl killed him off screen which i like um so yeah, Knox strikes her way. So morning, Kara sees Lana making breakfast for Clark, and Clark comes downstairs, and the Martian Manhunter appears, but he's not green. He's just a dude. Um, and this is the first time we've seen him in a bit, I think. Um, yeah, near the yes, end. Yeah, of- he showed up for a second. Yeah, this is the first time. Like, oh, you, you the Manhunter, you're the one who like kicked my family out of my home. And Clark's like, but him and my dad were really good friends. And then Kara's like, watch your back around this one. And she speeds away. Um, and Lana's like, okay. And kind of goes away. But she doesn't know. She hasn't seen those Kara's like Kryptonian, but she doesn't know that like. Yeah, she, she, she goes, <laughs> she goes, is he another Kryptonian too? And he Clark just says, or Clark, Clark. says Mars actually. And she just, yeah, says, just goes, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll excuse myself. Yeah. Cause like, she's almost doing like the beginning of the audience surrogates of like, oh yeah, this is when the show's getting a really little. weird. Yeah. So uh I'm just gonna call him John Jones because I feel it's Jean. I'll just call him so Jean tells Clark uh that Kara's dangerous and Clark's like, but she's my cousin. She's the only Kryptonian family I have left. And he's like, you don't get it. Her dad's Orel, total douche trying to assassinate your dad. That's why we moved them out of from where they live. Clark's like, oh and he's like, yeah, you better find that crystal before she does, or she's going to destroy everything you love. Cut to Kara's in the loft, like, super eavesdropping. Literally, super hearing eavesdropping. Um, so cut to, hey, no surprise, Lexus meeting with Dr. Knox. Um, they're in the library, one of our major sets. Um, and they've been working on the cure for metahumans. So Lex is like, what the hell is with these tests that you're doing on 33.1? I never approved of this. And Knox is like, yeah, whatever. Like, you can't make an omelet without breaking any eggs. It's like, what about these missing patients? It's like, eh, who cares? Um, 
you know, maybe they lost a memory and then they wandered off. Uh, and he, he also yeah. drops the or he mentions that Lex requested or like directed him to cut the like the six year get like yeah the six year of memories lost. Yeah, Lex wanted was like, oh, I made that to get rid of all their bad feelings. It's like, yeah, it's totally not. So they remembered you having anything to do. With yeah, it. and not just pieces out. Like I love how much of like a he doesn't give a fuck attitude. Like and he's just like above it all because the character he is supposed to be would be that. Um, and it's like, I do think in the long run, like this is a very interesting take on this character that isn't officially this character, but like, I like it. Um, so we cut to this crazy bedroom and Knox is caring for this unconscious woman. There are a bunch of creepy jars and green liquid and there's life support machinery. And he kisses her and says, I found another piece of the puzzle. And then he puts on an apron and <laughs> like just goes to uh, carve up Sasha and takes some sort of organ out of her abdomen and she dies. So at the planet, uh, Chloe's researching Knox uh, and Jimmy's excited about their plans and she blows them off. She's like, I have a hot story to chase. And Jimmy's like, oh man. Um, like, and he's like, all you talk about is meteor freaks. They should all be locked up. And he storms off just as Clark super speeds in. Uh, and Clark's like, you need to drop whatever you're doing. We need to find Kara's uh, crystal. And Chloe's upset, obviously, because of what Jimmy just said. Um, and she snaps at him, and she storms away. And Clark's like, what's going on? But also, like, Clark, literally the world does not revolve around him. Um, yeah, so this was a great way to show people, show like, uh, Chloe, like, not having any of it. And they're just, like, getting, like, really fed up. Yeah, she's like, I am not just the girl behind the computer. Like, she has her own shit going on. Um, so, obviously, we go to Chloe's kind of version of, like, Rogue in X-Men 3, where she goes to Dr. Knox because she wants to get cured. So, Lana's in the loft, and she's texting someone, um, I aming someone, which is a weird thing to say. I haven't said it forever. Um that the Metropolis location is satisfactory and sends a payment, blah, blah. Clark shows up. It's like, Hey, like one's like, why isn't Chloe looking for the crystal? And Clark's like, you know, has Chloe opened up to you? Lana says like, she just works 24 seven. She's trying to impress the new editor. And he's like, Oh, you know, Chloe's been researching this Dr. Knox guy. And then Lana's like, Oh, I know that guy. He works with me. If I and Clark's like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, like, He's, you know, I've been doing research on people who Lex has victimized. Um, and Knox says that he claims to cure them with brain surgery. Uh, I was like, oh, and he's like, I'm guessing Chloe's researching to like get a headline. And Clark's like, oh, shit, because only he knows that she's infected or that she's a meta, which her meta power is healing tears at this point. Yeah, basically uh, a D&D move. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, it literally is. Because then she's like out for several turns. Yeah. <laughs> she has like a really long, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, time to re, like a recap, like a casting time. Um, so Kara asked Jimmy if he's seen Lois because she wants to ask about her ship, which Lois had reported that she found because she's in, and then Kara's like, yeah, because I'm an EH junkie. And Jimmy's like, she's out of town. That's why she's not in this episode. Um, and she wasn't able to get any clear images of it anyway. And so then Kara 
flirts with him and is like, well, maybe you could do a better job. And he's like, well, my evening's free so I can help. And Kara kisses him on the cheek. This is terrible, but okay. Like, I hate it. Sorry, something's weird going on outside and hopefully it doesn't pick it, like, doesn't pick it up. Um, so Chloe's at home. Uh, she's writing a letter to Jimmy when Clark arrives. And he's like, I know what you're doing. You want to get the procedure. And she's like, you can't talk me out of it. Um, and Clark's like, or she's like, it's my only chance for a normal life. He's like, what if I become psychotic or murderous? Which I believe she's referencing, like, the stuff with her mom that we don't know about totally yet. Yeah. And even if I don't, the next time I heal someone, I might not come back from the dead. And Clark's like, you don't know the side effects. It's like maybe memory loss. And Clark's like, you're willing to forget all your friends and all your experiences. Chloe's like, yep, yeah, I don't care. Um, and then we see Dr. Knox is <laughs> dropping Sausage's body off at the fertilizer plant, which is actually not a terrible place. Um, when Lex catches him, and he's like, I won't let you kill anyone else. And Knox is like, yeah, well, I have the cure for them. And I made them forget, you know, what you did, Lex. It's like, I only work with you because, like, a couple of the people have stuff I need. And Lex pulls a gun, shoots him in the chest, Knox goes down, but he gets back up unharmed. Um, and he cracks Lex in the head with a flashlight. There's CT and, of this episode. Yeah. Um, obviously, Lex was astonished that he got shot. And then he's going to kill him. Then Clark super speeds and knocks him out into a power line and gets Lex and leaves. Then we cut back to the junk, dumb Jimmy Kara thing. And he reveals that, like, it's in a government warehouse. Um, and Jimmy wants to give it to Chloe because he does want to get back with her. And Kara's like, you know, please don't, because um, she would just tell Clark, and I don't want him to know. Um, and basically, this is, again, them flipping the stuff, the relationship Clark had with Chloe, with Kara, with Jimmy, but in a much worse written way. Um, and then Chloe shows up, and then... He's like trying to explain away and Chloe's like, yeah, I get it. And just throws away the letter she wrote, um, which would have probably been like explaining her what she's doing and why she's doing it and her feelings for him. But she throws it away. And so we go, Lex is in the hospital because he got, you know, got cracked in the head with a light with a flashlight. And he's like, Clark, why are you here? And it's like, oh, let me guess. Lana told you all about him. Like, Did you know she stole $10 million as uncovering like my company secrets? And he's like, yeah, well, for you, that should be money, money well spent, because if she didn't tell me, I wouldn't have gotten there and saved you from him, so you'd be in the board. Um, you know, and he's like, but I'm pissed off that, like, I had, like, I accidentally killed him, and he's like, oh, no, dude, that guy's immortal. I totally know, because I saw him in the chest six times. It's not because, like, maybe he was wearing a bulletproof vest. Like, you definitely should have died. Um, which is something that, like, he could have shown better, um, but they don't. And then he's like, you know, Knox is murdering his patients. And then we go to Chloe's at Knox's Dr. Frankenstein lab, and there's nobody else there. And it's like, oh, you have me elevated meteor rock concentration in your heart. That's why you can love someone and cry and save them, um, which makes no sense. Um, Chloe gets, the, obviously, the murdery vibe, so she tries to run, and Knox chloroforms her. And... Clark asks Jimmy if she knows where if he knows where Chloe went, and Jimmy's like, "Here's the note," and she's like, "I might not remember you," and he's like, "Oh shit, she went to go see the guy," and then Chloe wakes up on a strapped to a table, which I feel like is like a third time she's been woken up strapped to a table, if not more. Um, 
next to Knox's wife, Sophia. And she's like, well, I could just heal her. He's like, no, you don't get it. It's not that I want her healed. I want her to be able to live forever like me. And to do that, I need to get meteor rock concentrated organs and put them in her, um, which is insane. Um, but also something I've seen in other shows do. I think it was like a part of a Hydra guy in one of the seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did the same thing. He took like an inhuman who was immortal and like put all her parts in him. And then he, oh, became, yeah, yeah. he became immortal. Um, so, yeah. Um, so Clark gets there, obviously. Lex gets there like right afterwards and he's not there. It's like, oh, I have evidence he's been around since like 1675. And then he's like, oh, look, here's a picture with the pocket watch. And it's like, oh, the instructions, the Victorian arms. Like, that's like where Knox lived in 1920s. So Clark super speeds there, right as Knox is pushing the knife into Chloe's chest. And he pushes him away, unbuckles Chloe, but then there's all the glowing green fluid. So he falls down, and him and Knox are fighting. They're destroying the medical equipment, and Clark collapses. Um, but Chloe gets up, and but Knox realizes that so his wife is flatlined. And he's just like breaks down and is crying. And Chloe pushes the meteor rocks away. And they're just like, oh shit. Like it's kind of like that weird, which I do think is interesting, where it's like he's somebody doing a horrible thing, but for a kind of understandable reason. And this is where I think like this is a very interesting take on this character that would make sense and should hit home really hard with Clark. Um, at least better. And it kind of does, but then it's kind of completely forgotten soon. Yeah, like he talks to Martian Manhunter or John Jones and asks, "What happens? So what would you do with uh, Knox?" And it's simply just, it's just, just that. And there's no follow up of anything else. There's just, yep, he's t- he's taken care of. I guess is it implied he just throws them in the negative zone somehow, or is he just like killing them? Which I don't think is the case, because I think Knox comes back, doesn't he? Uh, no, I think he was only a one-episode villain. Oh, he comes back in the comic at some point. I have not read that. Um, yeah, I guess the assumption... Is, like To me, the assumption is he just he just chucks him into the slot or something. Because if he's immortal, you don't really know. I guess he could suffocate him in space. But yeah. Yeah, Manhunter brings up, it's like, yeah, you know, like everybody else around you is going to die too, like of old age and you're just going to be fine. And this is when like Kara shows up. It's like, you can't trust that guy. It's like, yeah, well, your dad was a traitor. And Clark's like, ah, come on guys. Can't we just be like cool? And then Kara flies away. Clark's like, I wish I could fly. And sad. Not really, but yes. (laughs) That's Um, Yeah. That's basically like, I saw a comment on the YouTube video for the booster gold episode season 10. And there's just like someone I just like the part where he flies flies off and just someone just commented Clark must be thinking damn this is another yet another person that fly, who who can who can fly yet I can't. Mhm. Um so the next day Lana asks about the whole Knox thing uh, and he's like yeah Lex actually helped me find him and told me you stole 10 million and Lana's like yeah Lex is just trying to destroy whatever is between us. The money was part of a divorce settlement, and I'm going to use it to help the meteor-infected people. Uh, Clark's kind of side-eyeing it, but Lana hugs him, and she's like, I never hide anything from you, which we'll learn. Um, and Lana's entering an abandoned building, where there's tons of high-tech su- surveillance equipment, 
she's using the spy Lex, and we see like cameras going into like the mansion and stuff. Um, and then we, is, also, we also see the letters spelling out a word we, we cannot say. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I is it? I, I just I feel like they'd have to be implying because does she explain the name later on? I'm I assuming it has to do with like the goddess, right? Well, there's there's an episode where Lois gets possessed by that god goddess. We're talking about uh, the goddess Isis, because like the goddess has like stuff with Black Adam, so like I understand that, but like it's just kind of used for no reason here. Yeah, I think it was nothing more than an Easter egg. Yeah. So um, Jimmy's waiting for Chloe, expecting her not to remember him, and he has like a keepsake full of mementos of the relationship. Uh, and they're like, you know, she shows up, but she obviously didn't lose her memories. And they talk about all their happy moments. Like, why can't we, like, how about we agree in the future to be normal? And Chloe's like, I can't promise you that. Uh, and Jimmy's like, are you mad at me for helping Kara? And it's like, no, it has nothing to do with it. He's like, okay, well, I care about you. I'll wait patiently. Um, I wish you could tell me what the problem is, but you can't. Uh, and then Jimmy's like, you know what? I can't, if you can't tell me. And I can't do this. And he breaks up with her again, which I didn't realize they were together again. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Um, and that's where we leave this. Um, I don't know. Like, it's goofy. Like, there are definitely like, okay, I found why they have the name. Apparently, Chloe said something to Lana in an episode where like, Isis is the goddess of love, life, and healing, and that's why she chose it. Uh, um, but it is named after the Egyptian goddess. Um, it's dumb, though. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's goofy. Um, I do think there are some good ideas here. Like, I think all the stuff with Knox, you know, as a Vandal Savage, if, like, I would consider him a Vandal Savage. Like, I think it's a really good take. But he's kind of wasted. He could have been a really good season villain, and he just goes away. Um, but it's not a terrible, terrible episode. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts before we preview the next two? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of like I'm sort of glad they didn't have like they had had him be Knox and not Vandal Savage. Like I have a feeling that there's. Like for the casual audience, they probably would they would not know who that character is because he hasn't appeared in anything they'd know of. Yeah, pretty much only the cartoon at that point. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting if like the image, like like oh look, when he in eighteen whatever he was going by the name like Savage or Fable, yeah, like that yeah, would have been fine. Yeah. That would have been enough for me. Um, so I guess right here we take a look at the trailers for the neck for next week's two episodes. Next Thursday, each step she takes. It's only a matter of time before you get found out. I don't have to listen to you. Could be her last. Where is she, left? <laughs> no more games. <laughs> All new Smallville. Next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. All right, so our first one was action. It's, hey, they're doing a movie on that thing, and they're using the farm. And, oh, look, Clark is actually going to be in the movie. Um, I only saw this in a Dragon Ball Z episode with the great Saiyan man. Um, but we do get to find out where Lionel has been this whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then our second episode is Lara after uh, Lara L starring the 
amazing Helen Slater, uh, who played Supergirl in the eighties and has played, um, I can't remember her name, but like whatever Danvers, Carol, um, Kara Danvers mom on Supergirl. Um, and she's been really good in that show when she's been on it. Um, and it is a really interesting episode that is kind of unbeknownst to the writers, like really good foreshadowing to like future stuff that they end up doing. Um, and I think it works really, really well. Um, including to like, I don't know, Alara as a character is, and we'll get into it next time is such a good character. And like the Superman mythos and story to use because she gets so little, she has gotten so little time compared to Jor-El that I love stories with her. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one next week. And I guess we could do some plugs basically for me. You know, check out the other shows. I believe we are doing some Marvel comics talk, but a lot of like X-Men talk um, as the Hellfire Gala is wrapping up um, before we do like some normal movie stuff. Al, what do you have? Um, on the 5th, we're, um, we're announcing something big that we've been waiting months and months to announce. And there, and there's gonna be a bunch of there's gonna be one big change coming to VGU.TV. So keep head there on the on the fifth of July, and uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast feeds, um, Harbor Time the podcast, and VGU.TV podcasts. Yep, and you can find a link to VGU TV in the podcast description, or if you're looking on YouTube, it's in the description there. Um, that just about does it for us this week. I am Lou Gonzalez. And I'm Alan Muir, and this podcast stands for truth, justice, and American way.